good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Uh, whenever you are listening to these wonderful podcasts, we uh, appreciate you uh, coming on with us to discuss different situations <clears throat> as far as uh, church security, and uh, we're going to eventually delve into some more aspects of uh, business and industrial security as well. Um, my name is Terry Beringer. I have a company called Church Emergency Consulting. That uh, organization does multiple things as far as with houses of worship. We bring in and teach security teams and medical teams and even parking teams, uh, as if you have heard at all uh, what I've been speaking on over the past couple months and the past couple years doing training with churches. Your parking team is your first line of defense uh, after that, your greeters are your second line of defense. If you don't have a parking team, then your greeters are your first line of defense, and they need to be trained super well. They're not just there to hold the door. Uh, look back on a couple podcasts ago where I just did an entire podcast on training greeters, if you uh, would like. From that, uh, we had a whole concept discussed and written out to um, talk about a topic of today called PAINS, P-A-I-N-S. PAINS is an acronym, oh, wait, an acronym or an abbreviation or, I don't know what it would be. It's an acronym? Thanks, Tom. Uh, PAINS stands for Pre-Attack Indicators. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was an acronym because the I-N is for indicators, and it's not technically an, okay, anyways, anybody who's an English person, an English learned person, a English instructor, uh, correct me on that, please, in the comments down below. Uh, that being said, we are going to discuss pains, which are pre-attack indicators, and we had this whole wonderful little thing written out uh, to discuss how to know if somebody is going to attack and what to do um, with those. But I think we're going to save the pains till next week. Um, putting off the pain till next week, are we? Uh, so uh, what we're going to do actually is discuss something that was a more of a recent, uh, timely subject. Uh, today is, what is today, Tom? Tom is, uh, October 3rd. Thank you. Um, the event we're going to discuss occurred on September 24th and was recorded widely on September 25th via many of the news channels. Uh, we discussed this simply for uh, a, not a retrospective concept, but a, a review of what some of these people did absolutely right. We will mention a couple of things we think could have been done better. Uh, I'm never going to say they did anything wrong because, you know what, I'm not judging. Uh, I wasn't there. So, uh, But we will discuss something that happened September 24th, uh, the Sunday. This happened about four hours away from here. Uh, I'm currently in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This occurred in a Virginia church uh, just outside of D.C. Uh, the church's name is Park Valley Church in Virginia. It was a potential active shooter that uh, was uh, thwarted. That's a good word, isn't it? Thwarted. Uh, it was stopped by some very um, attentive citizens and uh, security team. So uh, the situation occurs uh, sometime around 7.30 in the morning. There was, uh, it just says a citizen. I'm not sure if it was a friend or an acquaintance of 
the potential shooter. Uh, I'm not a fan of mentioning the names of potential shooters or active shooters. Uh, I don't think we need to give them any glory. Uh, we will refer to him as, well, I think his Americanized name was Rue. So we will just refer to him as Rue. Uh, Rue was, had posted on his social media channels uh, multiple pictures of him holding guns, which I'm not going to be complaining about because I'm a very pro to a gentleman. Uh, but at that point in time, he also had pictures of this church and him pointing these guns at the church. This picture was seen by multiple citizens. One of the citizens, um, we'll just call them a good citizen, uh, at 7.30 in the morning saw this picture on Sunday morning and notified their local police department. Well, their local police department was actually not in the jurisdiction of the church. So their police department then notified the lo local police of the jurisdiction of the church and started the ball rolling. Uh, at that point in time... Uh, I really have to say the whole concept of see something, say something is huge. Uh, had this person not notified their local police department of this situation, none of this would have been prevented, and who knows what could have happened. And uh, I just can't say enough about somebody uh, who saw something and said something. Uh, we discussed in training church security teams uh, a process in, in a situation called leakage. Um, leakage oftentimes is um, what occurs when somebody's about to do something bad. Uh, there were several th incidents recently of uh, people who were either posting on social media or talking to somebody or said something to somebody or called somebody saying, I'm going to do something uh, bad. Um, most recently, the shooting down in Tennessee, they actually phoned a friend, uh, an acquaintance, and uh, said to them the day before, um, you're going to hear about me in the news tomorrow. So there's most likely, I, I believe this, the incidence is somewhere around 65 to 70% of the time, some type of leakage. Uh, in this situation, the leakage was on social media. And um, that person was able to see something and say something. Once again, so, so well done. So at that point in time, the police are notified around 7.30 a.m. At 9.30 a.m., the police go to this ruse residence and uh, they did what they refer to as a welfare check. And uh, you can't see, but I'm using parentheses in uh, quotes in the air. So um, they used the, the concept of a welfare check to check on him uh, at that point in time at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning. No one was home. So at that point in time, they look through the residence or look at the residence. They don't go in because they don't have a search warrant. They just knock on his door and no one answers. So at 10 a.m., the police report to Park Valley Church. They're, the local police go to Park Valley Church. Uh, at that point in time, there's an off-duty officer uh, at the church. Not sure whether he was part of the security team or he, was, or he was employed by the church to be there. Either way, he had a radio, and he heard the radio chatter about them going to the church where he was currently at. Um, at that point in time, they find Rue's car in the parking lot. Now, I'm not sure if it was the police who found the, Rue's car in the parking lot or if it was the security team um, found his car in the parking lot. But his car was noted as being in the parking lot. At 10.15, uh, it's noted on video surveillance that Rue enters the church via a side door. Now, 
if you haven't heard me ranting already about the one-door-open policy, um, sit back and buckle up because I'm going to go off a little bit here. Churches need to be secured, period. Uh, there needs to be one door open, and that door should be monitored by greeters, trained greeters and security team. If you're a large enough church where you need multiple doors open, any door that is open needs to be monitored by trained greeters or and or security team, preferably both. Uh, each one should have cameras, and each door needs to be um, have communications capabilities, whether that be via radio or whatever, uh, to leadership of the church. So that one-door policy, if it was a side door that was in main main entrance, hopefully someone picked him up at that point in time. I... The congregation that he was going to, uh, from the picture I saw of the worship center, is approximately a 2,000-seat uh, worship center. There was over 1,000 people in attendance already, and this was at the beginning of the service uh, when they took that number. So um, it was about half full, a little over half full, which currently post-COVID is about average. So within that 2,000-seat auditorium, sits this gentleman by the name of Wu, uh, Ru, and he's already sitting in the congregation, with the congregation. Uh, at that point in time, it is mentioned, though, that the church security team had already had him on the radar. Uh, they already noted him as a sus suspicious uh, actor, uh, simply because he was. it was a very hot day, and he had a long black uh, shirt on and black jeans, and he was wearing sunglasses while he was sitting in the congregation. He was just noted as being something amiss. Now, uh, next month when we have our next podcast, we will be discussing pains, uh, pre-attack indicators, and some of these things which they noted were definitely falling under the category of pre-attack indicators. Um, so uh, amazing job done by the church security team that is there. At that point in time, security team is monitoring him. They notice him stand up and start walking towards a doorway. Uh, it doesn't say where that doorway went. Uh, the only thing I will mention is this church was large enough where it had a balcony. And if that door was going up to a balcony, that would have given him an amazing, horrific opportunity um, to uh, have target acquisition to anybody and anyone in that sanctuary. So not sure where he was going, but he went to a door that said, do not enter. At that point in time, the security team uh, approached him and said, uh, can we help you? At that point in time, he said, oh, no, 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 no. And uh, so to the um, congratulations of the team, which they did an amazing job, they took this man outside of the sanctuary. Uh, several times we've seen incidents occur where the security team has addressed a situation in the sanctuary that has gone awry um, one of the shootings in Texas, um, the suspect was in the worship center already, and when the security team addressed him, that's when uh, he opened fire. So um, instead of addressing the, any situation in the church, in the worship center itself, the security team escorts him out to the lobby. Uh, get away from the largest portion of the personnel in the church. Get him away from the, the crowd. So they take him out to the lobby uh, where actually the police department is awaiting and uh, they take him into custody uh, at that point in time. Upon take, being taken into custody, they find a handgun um, and multiple magazines 
and knives and other weapons on him. Um, so first off, absolutely great job done by uh, the person finding that leakage, finding that uh, information on social media, seeing something and saying something. I can't beat that in enough right now. You can't uh, can't say enough about that individual uh, who was just known now as a good citizen. Uh, the good citizen uh, did the exact perfect thing, uh, right thing there. So at that point in time, notified the police. The police did an amazing job. Um, I know PD gets a bad rap a lot of times, uh, but these guys are doing the best they possibly can. So um, awesome job done by uh, the local police department. And even as far as the police that it was reported to, a lot of times when things are reported to the police, they get pushed off like, nah, don't worry about that. Well, they took the uh, initiative of notifying the the locale where uh, the jurisdiction where the church was located at. So uh, once again, communication awesome between this um, between services. At that point in time, the security team had already picked him up as a suspicious person, so they were already um, kind of keeping an eye on him. Uh, amazing job picking up on him as he stood up to go to that door, which had a no, enter- no entrance sign on it. Um, they did the right thing by taking him outside of the worship center, away from the crowd. Uh, once again, PD, fantastic job in taking him under custody. Uh, it was absolutely amazing how things were done. The interesting aspect of this also, shortly after this occurred, this all started at 7.30 in the morning. <clears throat> It is um, now at, uh, what, 10.30. He's arrested. Uh, They then get a search warrant and go to Rue's residence. At that point in time, uh, they find a manifesto. Uh, They don't say if it's a written manifesto or if it's on the computer. Uh, In today's society, I'm assuming it was on the computer. But he also had what he was recorded as a kill list. Now, the interesting aspect of this being a kill list is the fact that uh, this church is located approximately 30 minutes outside of Washington, D.C., and is known to have several predominant politicians in attendance. Um, I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it. Uh, Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months, more information will come out about this manifesto. But as you well know, manifestos are not commonly um, publicized anymore. So um, I'm curious what his kill list was and um, if there was a problem. Uh, When the pastor was spoken to afterwards, uh, he did mention that this Rue person did attend the church occasionally or in the past at least had attended that church. So we're not exactly sure uh, what and where the... uh, people he was going after was uh but i will say one thing once again i will mention it again and again this was a job well done uh absolutely fantastic i look around at some of the churches that i attend and it's churches that i uh, um visit in uh, churches that i teach at and this uh is a script of how to do things the right way uh everything was done perfectly well not perfectly Everything was done at best possible way they could have been done. Um, other than that door, that, that side door being accessible, which, like I said, without knowing the layout of the church, I don't want to say that it was uh, done wrong. But um, other than that, I can honestly say there was not a whole lot done 
incorrectly. And uh, this uh, this hopefully curtailed a incident that you would have been seeing on the news for the next two weeks, and um, which is unfortunate because all we hear about is the bad news on the news. Um, if this occurred and everything was done properly and, and done well, they stopped a church shooting. Um, so, so basically what I want to discuss with all church security team members is the fact that your job, um, if you do it properly, is one that will never be known. How many church shootings, how many robberies, how many assaults have been curtailed simply because the church security team was there. Uh, this is also a reason I really encourage church security teams to have some type of presentation to them, whether that be a hang tag, a name tag, a, a lanyard with security on it, or a shirt that just says church security with a church name on it. But they do need to have some type of visible deterrent. Uh, and uh, I think this was a job that... Uh, I can't say it was was could have done could have been done better by the good citizen, the police department, and the security team. So um, next week when we get together, we are going to be discussing pains, pre-attack indicators. Uh, I got a whole stack of papers here to uh, discuss about that, and uh, we don't didn't need them today because we talked about something that was more topical and something that was more uh, current and uh, pertinent. Um, and like I said, this is uh, this occurred September 24th at uh, Park Valley Church in Virginia. Um, four hours away is just a little too close for my comfort right here. Um, so that being said, I will mention uh, church security, ch uh, church emergency uh, consulting. Church Emergency Consulting is a company that uh, works within uh, the greater Pittsburgh area, um, tri-state area. Southwestern Pennsylvania area, but we do go all over the country. Uh, we work with churches and schools and also industry. Uh, we've done things with um, landscape companies and plumbing and heating companies, and we teach uh, active shooter training. We teach situational awareness. We teach um, office security and uh, staff security. We also go into the medical aspect of teaching Stop the Bleed, uh, first aid, uh, CPR, AED use. We also go into fire training. We teach uh, active uh, fire training using uh, extinguishers. And we also do a um, NFPA certified uh, fire safety program for schools and daycares and preschools. Basically, if it can help you out, we will show you how to do it. Um, if uh, you need to call us, or get a hold of us, uh, that is terry at churchemergency.com. Uh, my website is just that, churchemergency.com. You can go on there and uh, speak to me and via uh, the web. If you would like to speak to me in person, you can contact me at 412-527-3673. Once again, we're going to end this by just saying Terry Beringer, Church Emergency Consulting, 412-527-3673. Hope to hear from you. If you would like, uh, leave a comment uh, or rate this podcast from what I understand. Uh, we're getting um, a little more diverse and getting out there on more platforms. So uh, I hope you can give us a good rating, and that will also help us get um, out there and get contact with other people. Uh, if you do like the podcast, please share it with a friend. Uh, let them know that uh, this is something you heard. And if you have heard this, 
contact your church administration. Let them uh, know that it's existence. Uh, pass this on to any of your church security team members. Uh, matter of fact, you can actually listen to this uh, as a team and uh, discuss it the next time you gather together. So uh, any way I can help you guys out, please let me know. Uh, once again, my name's Terry, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, thanks for listening.